Psalm 51 verse 16 to 17. For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. Verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. This, O God, you will not despise. A broken and a contrite heart. This, O God, you will not despise. I want you to note that sacrifices can be despised. Sacrifices can be despised. And if you understand this mystery, no power, principality, prince of the power of the air, or the fowls of the air will ever be able to consume or devour your sacrifice. So the second way the enemy consumes our sacrifices is through people. <laughs> through people. He uses both voluntary and involuntary human agents to despise and dishonor your sacrifice so that the one who sacrifices will be discouraged. And I want you to please note, note that the first person that can be used to despise your sacrifice is you. Oh yes, you. If the enemy cannot get you, then he cannot and will never be able to get your sacrifice. The sustaining power of your sacrifice depends absolutely on you. And it is important we note the following points this morning. Number one, powerful and effective sacrifice is connected to the heart. Connected to the heart. The power of your sacrifice depends largely and strongly on the state of your heart. A pure heart produces a sacrifice that is too much for the enemy to consume. A heart on fire is a heart that produces sacrifices on fire that will radiate too much heat for the fowls of the air to consume. A heart that is cold towards God will produce cold sacrifices that will be devoured by the fowls of the air. A lukewarm heart makes sacrifice so useless to God. God detests sacrifices that proceeds from a lukewarm heart. A lukewarm heart is a heart that is neither cold or hot towards God. It produces a sacrifice that is useless to God. In Revelation chapter 3 verse 15 and 16, God spoke straight to the heart of the Laodicean Christian saying, I know thy works, I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou were cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spill thee out of my mouth. 
spilled it out of my mouth. The Laudation Church labored. They sacrificed. They had works, but their lukewarmness made room for their spiritual uselessness. Their lukewarmness made their sacrifices and their works useless. A lukewarm heart is a breeding ground of satanic maggots and worms that defiles the sacrifices that proceeds from such a heart. The sacrifice from a lukewarm heart is rejected by God and what God rejects has no capacity to stand against satanic invasions and attacks. Friends, do not despise your own sacrifice. Do not make your sacrifice a piece of cake for the fowls of the air and the prince of the power of the air to consume and devour. My parents and I visited the pastor about 28 years ago. About 28 years ago. The wife was so excited to see my parents who were like spiritual mentors to this couple at the time. When my father asked for a husband, the pastor, the wife broke down and sobbed. Apparently, she had an argument with her husband who was on a 40-day fast. And as a result of their misunderstanding, the husband moved out of the house and slept in the church building. Okay, the worst part was that he asked another lady in the church, a sister in the church, to prepare his dinner, with which he broke his fast on a daily basis. <laughs> he was fasting, fasting for 40 days and sacrificing, waiting upon the Lord, as it were. And at the same time, he was in enmity with his wife. Now, since their home was very close to the church building, my father immediately got up and went straight to the building. He found him in the church building indeed. And then he sat with him to expose the word of God to him. And praise God, his eyes were opened and his heart was fully restored again. His relationship with his wife was restored and his ministry was fully restored and began to grow. You see, like many of us today, the man of God, pastor, failed to understand at the time that the sacrifice of a 40 days fast will be consumed and devoured by the fowls of the air as long as his heart was not in order before God. Psalm 51 verse 16 to 17 shows us that good example and I read it again. You do not, O God, desire sacrifice or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Only sacrifices from a broken spirit and a contrite heart will not be despised by God. Any sacrifice, no matter how big, how expensive, how powerful, how painful, or how highly regarded by men they may be, will be despised by God if 
they do not proceed. If that sacrifice does not proceed from a broken spirit and a contrite heart. And I want you to be assured that whatever is despised by God will become meat for the prince of the power of the air and the fowls of the air. You must therefore watch over your sacrifice by watching the state of your heart. Your heart. You must check your heart from time to time and ensure that your heart is in full alignment, complete alignment with the written and spoken word of God. A heart that is not in full alignment with God's word will produce sacrifices that are vulnerable to the attack of the fowls of the air. The second way a man despises the power of his own sacrifice is by seeking for instant rewards and gratification of the flesh. Instant rewards and gratification of the flesh. And this is very dangerous in spiritual warfare. Every genuine sacrifice takes time. Please note this. Write it down. Every genuine sacrifice takes time. You need time to prepare a true and genuine sacrifice. And most importantly, time is required for the sacrifice to produce its result and impact. Sacrifice is spiritual. So a full spiritual process must be applied. You quench the fire on your altar of sacrifice when you start seeking means to gratify and satisfy your flesh. The moment you seek for fleshly gratification from your sacrifice, you empower the force of the air to consume and devour your sacrifice. The fowls of the air feed on that which is fleshly. They feed on flesh. They feed on that which is fleshly. So, to seek for fleshy satisfaction is to unknowingly, ignorantly, invite the fowls of the air for a feast. A feast on your sacrifice. Matthew chapter 6 verse 22 says, So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and on the street, to be honored by others. Now pay attention to this. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Many people sacrifice and give to the needy, the poor, even to the church, and they cannot but announce it for all to hear and appreciate and honor them. Now, if the intention of your sacrifice is to feed your flesh, believe me, believe me, trust me, it must feed the fowls of the air first. <laughs> I say that again. If the intention of your sacrifice is to feed your flesh, feed your ego, give you honor, Please trust me on this. The fowls of the 
air will feast on it, will devour it, and nothing can stop them. Some people give and sacrifice to gain favor. Others give and sacrifice to attract the honor of men. Some even sacrifice just to gain, to gain control, fleshly control. As soon as there is no immediate acknowledgement, public appreciation, and fleshly gratification, they become sad, they become resentful, they become angry, and they stop to sacrifice. They stop to sacrifice. So you see that. Such individuals have given the fowls of the air the power and the access to feed on their sacrifice. To feed on their sacrifice. Note that sacrifice is spiritual. Yes, and your secret labors, givings, loving, whatever, praying, fasting, evangelizing, whatever sacrifice it may be on your knees, in the public square, whatever it is, will be rewarded in the open. Will be rewarded in the open. What Dorcas gave to the widows in Acts chapter 9 was unknown to Peter and the rest of the apostles until she died. Nobody knew it until she died. But as sacrifices were so powerful, so powerful and impactful that even in her death, the prince of the power of the air and the fowls of the air could not consume it. No, they could not. Acts chapter 9 verse 39 says, So Peter returned with them, with the widows, and as soon as he arrived, they took him to the upstairs room, the upper room. The room was filled with widows who were weeping and showing him the coats and other clothes Dockers had made for them. Dockers had made for them. Peter did not know the magnitude of the work that Dockers was doing until Dockers died. But when she died, her sacrifices were so powerful, were so potent, were so strong that no prince of the power of the air could consume them. Verse 40, Acts chapter 9, But Peter asked them all to leave the room. So he had the evidence. A sacrifice was the evidence that Peter needed to negotiate the resurrection of this woman. Then he knelt and prayed. Turning to the body, he said, Get up, Tabitha. And she opened her eyes. Wow! When she saw Peter, she sat up. Verse 41, He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then he called in the widows and all the believers and he presented her to them alive, alive, alive. Spiritual sacrifices faithfully offered unto the Lord have the capacity to bring the dead back to life. Hallelujah. The sacrifice that feeds the flesh is dead meat, dead meat, dead meat for the fowls of the air to consume. But the sacrifices of a broken heart and a broken spirit 
is a living sacrifice of sweet fragrance unto the Lord. Drive out the fowls of the air by driving out every contrary motive and desire to feed your flesh, your pride, and your ego. When your sacrifice is to honor God, it will produce from your innermost being. It cannot be stopped. It cannot be hindered. It cannot be limited. It cannot be discouraged. Oh yes, it cannot. If you have stopped giving, you have stopped loving, stopped sacrificing, you've stopped praying, you've stopped teaching, you've stopped evangelizing, you've stopped worshiping. It's because your fleshly expectations have not been met. It's because you have despised your own sacrifice and the enemy will take advantage of it. But if your sacrifice proceeds from the depth of a broken heart and a contrite spirit before God, a heart that has no sense of entitlement, a heart that gives it all to the Lord with joy and gladness, then it will produce the right result. Do not despise your own sacrifice. Do not despise your own sacrifice. I repeat, do not despise your own sacrifice. If you despise your own sacrifice, God will despise it. When God despises your own sacrifice, the fowls of the air will consume it. The prince of the power of the air will feed on it. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among them that are sanctified. May I pray for someone who has been so discouraged. You have been so discouraged because your labor, your sacrifices seem not to have yielded the result you expected. But I feel so encouraged in my heart to share with you today. Hold on. Dorcas did not know that our sacrifices, our labor over the widows was going to bring forth a mighty result after her death. Why she was giving, nobody knew. Why she was laboring, nobody knew. Why she was working so hard, nobody knew. Why she was praying, nobody knew. When she died, her sacrifices spoke for her. She came back alive. There are businesses that will come back alive by reason of your sacrifice today. There are situations that will come back alive. There are, there are ministries, callings, and giftings that will come back alive. Don't stop. Don't stop praying. Don't stop seeking the Lord. Thank you, Father. I release grace and strength upon those who hear me, those who feel like giving up. Lord, I release unusual strength. You strengthen me. You strengthen us. As a church, as a people, may you strengthen your people that they will never come to a point where they despise their own sacrifice, but they will keep on waiting on the Lord. Amen.